Welcome to Alumni Evolution, the official podcast of the Kentucky Wesleyan College Alumni Association. Join us each week as we interview incredible alumni and friends and follow the evolution of their lives. Hey everybody, we are back for another edition of Alumni Evolution, the official podcast of the Alumni Association. I am Doug Hoyt. I have the privilege of being the host of this podcast. And we're in for a treat today. I have a very special guest. Gwen Lynch is with me today. Welcome, Gwen. Thank you. Glad to be here. So, Gwen, we always kick this off with just a little bit of uh, what we're going to do. And it's a conversation. That's all it is. We just, Mm -hmm. we want to get to know each other a little bit. But there's people out there that want to get to know you as well. So, we all know that Wesleyan is part of our DNA. Right? right, it's it, it it's part of us. We've all been there. We know what that feels like. We're going to focus a little bit on that. Your time here, but then we're going to talk more about the evolution of Gwen. Okay. So, you were here when? Well, I came here in eighty two, nineteen eighty two. Um, uh, graduated from uh, Glen Oak High School. Um, and the way that I got here was that I learned about uh, Westland through my college search and found out that um, the medical school acceptance rate was 90 percent. <laughs> and I was for, for Westland graduates. Yeah, for Westland graduates. And yeah. you wanted med school and I wanted med school. So I had to come <laughs> to, f- to figure out, you know, what, what was it about this school? And uh, my mom and I, we drove down from. Uh, Ohio, about eight hours uh, drive and got, got here and really just loved the campus. And uh, the people were so kind. Um, met with Dr. Magnuson on my first visit and uh, he told us so much about the program and uh, convinced my mom that this was a good place for me. <laughs> and uh, that's how I ended up coming. And um, I really just enjoyed every part of it from the very beginning. Um, the uh, the campus was uh, just everyone on the campus was so nice and really made me feel welcome. And uh, my professors were available um, and excellent teachers. And I just felt that I was able to thrive immediately. And um, uh, after all is said and done, I was able to get into medical school and um, went on from here to Ohio State. Uh, for medical school, and then on to training and what have you. And and the rest, we're going to explore here in just a minute. Yes. So I was here also from 80 to 84, so we were here together for two years. And tell me again, you are from? From Canton, Ohio. From Canton, Ohio, and I'm mm-hmm. also from northeastern Ohio. Okay. little I, town called Conneaut, Ohio. Yes. Uh-huh. So I, I understand what that's like. And, you know, a lot of people don't realize that's back in the day before internet and they sent you postcards and said, Hey, mm-hmm. you might want to come down. We might have right. some money for you. Uh, you got yes. the same thing. I'm sure. Exactly. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you take the trip and you find kind of a gem. Yes. At least that was the case with us. Yeah. You know, I tell the story. We, we mom and my brother and sister and I loaded up in the station wagon and came down and it never had been in Kentucky before. Right. Mm-hmm. So here we are. I have been in Kentucky, but never in this part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. very neat. Yeah. yeah. So you, you uh, your experience here was much like 
mine and others. It was just a positive experience with uh, faculty that was there for you. They were. And I mentioned last night at the uh, alumni uh, banquet, I remember going up to uh, Dr. Magnuson's office, Dr. Connor's office, Dr. Flashcomb, sitting down with my list of questions. And um, with that, they were able to help me through my classes. And I just don't imagine that I could have gotten that same experience uh, having gone to other places. And that really meant a lot to me. And also, I remember going to them to talk about um, how how am I going to spend my summer? You know, should I go to this program for the summer or this or should I you know, go working here and talking it through with them? It was really um, looking back on it. It was really special uh, to be able to have that type of, um, you know, conversation with them and that mentoring um, so I'm really, I'm really grateful. And you would hope that that would happen everywhere, but you hear stories that maybe it's not the case. You know, it, and, and I know you graduated from Ohio State, but uh, that was a place I visited and didn't want to go because mm-hmm. the size of Ohio State University was the size of Owensboro, Kentucky. Yeah. And I didn't want to go to a college that was the size of a city. Yeah. Yeah. It was perfect for medical school, but I couldn't see myself going there for undergrad. (laughs) Right. Exactly. So you completed Wesleyan and then went to Ohio State? Yes. Yes. So talk about that a little bit. So I went to Ohio State and um, I I, I love my time there. And I have to say that, and I was telling Dr. Magnuson there um, last night that um, having my chemistry degree really helped me more than I could have imagined. It really allowed me to think through what I was learning in medical school and process it efficiently. You know, it's very fast paced learning, very in depth. And um, I'm I'm so glad that I had that uh, chemistry background because it allowed me to see things and to process things in a way uh, that allowed me to be successful in moving forward. And also allowed me to think creatively right and um, um, because of that I was able to get involved in some research um, and um, uh, got some a lot of productivity out of that and that allowed me to um, be able to uh, apply to some programs that were looking for uh, uh, medical students who had that type of background that experience with research and and um, and along with the other uh, medical school experiences. So did you learn that research here? Well, the, the techniques I I learned about um, and uh, it's, you know, chemistry stuff. But I basically I learned about magnetic resonance um, in my chemistry courses here. And when I went to medical school, lo and behold, magnetic resonance imaging um, was just kicking, you know, just really getting started. And, and that's MRI. MRI. That's what we know it as. That's what we know it as, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was just amazed that now, you know, they were able to do imaging. And so I was really drawn to that. And um, one of the uh, neuroradiologists was kind enough to let me uh, get involved in research after sitting down and talking to him about my experience with this at Wesleyan. So um, he... 
became one of my mentors, really similar to what Dr. Magnuson and Dr. Connor and Flashkin uh, were for me. And uh, so it was really nice. I was able to replicate that when I went to Ohio State just through that experience. So you did the research at Ohio State? I did the research at Ohio State. In addition to getting your medical degree? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. That took you where? And what did you do with that when you became a doctor? Well, from there, I I went on to, uh, I did my... Uh, internship and first two years of residency or first year of residency at Ohio State. And because I had been there for medical school and and uh, really knew uh, a lot of the people there, I felt like I needed to get a, a new environment to uh, see how things were done in a different location. And a friend of mine uh, said, they're looking for a resident at Yale. So um, they said someone left their program and they, they need someone to replace them. So I said, OK, I'll I'll apply. And um, I applied and they say, well, why didn't you apply the first time? <laughs> <laughs> so um, I went there and finished my last uh, two years of basically finished my residency there and um, got involved in research. there, not an MRI research, got involved in stroke research um, and really developed a love for uh, the field of stroke neurology and um, and also learned about. Uh, a new subspecialty in neurology called neurocritical care. And just thinking about it, I felt that in order for me to really um, do what I would like to be able to do to help patients with stroke, I need to do both stroke neurology and neurocritical care so that I can take care of the outpatient side and the uh, inpatient side to the uh, most in-depth uh, level as possible when they go into the ICU, if that's necessary. So I did, a f- after I finished um, my residency in neurology at um, Yale, I went on to do fellowship training in stroke and in neurocritical care at University of Virginia. Okay. So, so what what is neurocritical care? So neurocritical care is um, basically a a subspecialty area in both neurology and in in ICU or critical care medicine. And uh, we primarily are specialists who take care of patients who have a neurologic illness that uh, requires that they be managed in the intensive care unit. And um, uh, the big picture is that this is a patient who... Um, basically has a neurologic illness that has potentially compromised their ability to breathe, their blood pressure so that the blood pressure may drop or may be too high so that it can be life-threatening, or um, they're at risk for those problems um, and a drop in oxygen level and what have you, or at risk for going into a coma because of those things. And so... um, we will see patients who come in with massive brain hemorrhages, massive strokes, uncontrolled seizures, um, meningitis, um, coma of a, a number of different causes, um, trauma. Um, and um, they'll come in. Some of them will be awake but at risk and are um, starting to experience problems where they're getting uh, okay. less stable. And others will come in completely um uh, unresponsive, and we have to implement measures to basically save their life. Okay. Wow. That's impressive. Well, it's a, it's a blessing to be able to do it. Uh, a privilege, really, it is to be able to um, 
be involved in, in taking care of them and, and uh, doing what we can to save their life and also give them the best chance possible to have a good outcome. Absolutely. So fellowship then after that? So then after that, I um, uh, went on to uh, Chicago to Rush University uh, Medical Center. Um, I My mentor and fellowship, my um, fellowship director, uh, Tom Black, uh, had been at Rush and was the director of that program. And he knew that they were still looking for uh, another uh, director to replace him. And invite, he invited me to consider looking at the job. And uh, I was fresh out of fellowship. <laughs> and I said, OK, I'll take a look at it. And, um, and um, I think I... It was one of uh, three or four places that I interviewed. And, and of course, I love Chicago. <laughs> and uh, my sister had, had gone to school there at Moody Bible Institute. So I, um, I knew a little bit about it. But um, uh, when I went up there, I just loved it. And uh, the um, uh, director of the stroke and ICU program overall, um, just the umbrella uh, division, um, Dr. Gorelick, he was really just a great person to to interview with. And I knew it was going to be a good relationship. So after that, I accepted that job and was there for four years. Um, And and that's a straight out of fellowship. And um, it was just a really great experience. Uh, The patients were just lovely and um, uh, grew um, as a young um, neurologist, neurointensivist and stroke specialist and uh, really blossomed from an academic standpoint with the guidance of Dr. Gorelick um, and uh, was able to do some research looking at uh, preventing stroke, uh, particularly in African-Americans, and uh, was able to um, get involved in one of the first studies for African-Americans from the NIH called the AAASPS. And uh, that was just a just a wonderful experience. And um after four years, I had to come back. I had to leave to go back to Ohio um, because of family reasons. And so uh, basically that was why we moved from Chicago to Ohio after four years. And so you're there now? We're in Ohio now. Yes. And what part? We live in Northeast Ohio um, in the Akron Canton area, um, but I work in Cleveland. Okay. Mm-hmm. At where? Cleveland Clinic. Okay. At the Main Cleveland campus. Clinic, which is well known. Yes. Uh, across the world as yeah. a, a world-renowned institution. And you do what there now? So I'm primarily a neurointensivist there. I'm also a stroke specialist. I take care of stroke, pa- stroke, stroke patients, but uh, um, my focus is primarily uh, neurocritical care. Okay. Yes. Are you still in the research area? I do some research. Most of my work is clinical at this point. Um, I do some research. um Primarily clinical research. Um, and um, in terms of my own personal research, I'm uh, focusing in on looking at uh, Strider and uh, patients who are in the intensive care unit. So uh, often when patients are in our ICU, they will have to have a breathing tube put down into their uh, windpipe to breathe, mm-hmm. allow, uh, to allow uh, the machine to breathe for them. And when it's time for that tube to come out, they can develop a problem called Strider where they can't breathe in and out safely. We do what we can to prevent that. And so my study is to identify what um, risk factors there are to develop that 
and what can be done to um, uh, reverse those, um, to identify the problem, to prevent it. And then if it does develop, what can we do to get them through that quickly and safely without having any life-threatening complications? When that happens, is it permanent or temporary usually? Temporary. Okay. Yes. Oh, wow. So, I mean, you've just had a rich career history that kind of started here. I'm sure it started back in high school. You undoubtedly were a good student there. Um, I know you were here and you've just had a marvelous career. Uh, but, Thank you. but I want to talk about maybe something a little more fun. Let's talk about family. Yeah, yes. tell me about your family. So I'm married to Darvin. We met when we when I was in Virginia um, at UVA. Uh, we went to church <laughs> together and uh, met at the singles club, a oh. singles group meeting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, we've just hit it off uh, fairly quickly after we met, and uh, I think. We started dating about a year after I got there, and um, I was only there for two years, and uh, we got engaged uh, toward the end of my fellowship, and we have been married now for 26 years. Congratulations, yes. 26. That's, yes. that, not everybody makes that anymore. It's a blessing, um, and uh, we, we really are best friends, and we have two children, uh, Mariah is our oldest. She's 18. She graduates from high school this year. And TJ, our Italian John, we call him TJ. Uh, he's 17. Uh, so he has two more years to go. Uh, but they are, you know, a lot of people will ask, are they twins? But <laughs> they're just close in age. And, uh, and we just love them. And are they, uh, don't want to, they're not interested in medicine, but um, they're interested for, in, for now. For now, that for might now, change. <laughs> yes. I, you know, I, I think you're a little rare in that you knew what you wanted to do when you entered college. Yes, I didn't. I don't know that a lot of people do, uh -huh. and what they end up doing is sometimes pretty cool stuff, mm -hmm. and some go on to medical school when they don't think they're going to. Yeah, but you're gonna have two in college at the same time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mariah's interested in music and, and um, uh, we were talking last night. I understand Westland's going to have a, or does have a music industry uh, degree program Absolutely. that's just starting this year. So yes. we're going to have to tell her about that. She's really interested in the production aspect of music. So. Absolutely. Yeah. But now, you know, there is, I've read a connectivity between, um, people who love and are capable of performing music and being doctors. Yeah. So mm -hmm. you never know. You might have a, a budding surgeon. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They've they've come with me to work and observed and what have you. So. And they enjoy it or not? Do you, can you tell? They do, but I think that uh, uh, some of the... I guess the fear of what can come, you know, what can happen uh, sort of is, makes them a little reluctant. But my son is very interested in science. Uh, he loves, he's taking chemistry now and he loves it. So who knows? <laughs> that's right. And, and of course, that's where you started. Yes. With that chemistry background and look where you are now, right? Yeah. So TJ may be, I mean, you, there's a lot of possibilities there, Gwen. Mm -hmm. 
You just never know. Never know. You never know. So uh, what what does uh, Darvin do? He's a commercial insurance underwriter. We have differing uh, paths in terms of work, but our our work somewhat it's somewhat related. They don't do health insurance, but we talk a lot about insurance just in general. So, of course, in the health yeah. industry, there is a lot to talk about when it comes to insurance. Yes. Uh, so what do you guys like to do when you're not working? Well, um, we're currently we're involved in a lot of sports activity with the kids. Of course, uh, my son, my daughter plays tennis. She's at a tennis, tennis tournament today, um, Federal League tennis tournament. And my uh, she's also a cheerleader for my son who plays basketball. So we spend okay. a lot of time with that. Um, and we spent a lot of time, thankfully, um, attending church and church-related activities. My daughter and I are both in the choir, We both, we, and so we enjoy singing together. Um, she does some solos, and I do some, so we'll have to figure out some way to do a duet at some point. Absolutely. <laughs> Very soon. Um, and uh, as a family, we love to fish. We go fishing quite a bit, particularly in the, you know, in the spring and summer. My Husband and son, for the first time, went fishing on the ocean. We went to South Carolina about a month and a half ago. He always wanted to go fishing on the ocean. Finally went, didn't tolerate it because it was too rough. That, that's different. <laughs> it's very different. It's very different. You can end up green pretty fast. Yeah. He said, well, I've done that. I don't need to do that again. <laughs> yeah. Well, the fishing itself is very different on the ocean than it is in yeah. a lake. Where, where do you fish? We fish on lakes uh, around our house. There, Small, there's a reservoir reservoir uh, about 20 minutes away. Um, and then there are a couple of ponds, I should say. And what is the favorite thing to fish for? Um, well, grouper, um, crappy. We don't have a whole lot of like really, uh, you know, like trout. We don't go to Lake Erie uh, where we would get. Um, That's where I grew walleye. up, right on Lake Erie, and, yeah. and we we did a lot of Lake Erie perch, uh huh, which is a panfish, much like a crappie is. Yeah, so it's it's very very much the same. Yeah, and of course, you know the sunfish, but <laughs> that's right, that's right. Yeah, well, that's fun. It is. That's fun. Yeah, I and there was a time when I had more time mm-hmm. that I went fishing quite a bit with a friend and. Mm-hmm. Now it seems like there's never enough time, mm-hmm. you know, always something to do. Yeah. Yeah. So church keeps you busy. Yes. Yeah. That's, uh, you mentioned choir. Mm-hmm. So what, what else in the church uh, do you participate in? Well, I, we also are involved in the um, altar ministry. Um, and my husband is involved in the finance ministry and helping to, uh, with the collection and, and helping with the finance aspect of it. Um, and I will say that uh, in relate, relating back to Westland, when I was here uh, at Westland, I was um, part of the, I believe it was called the Inspirations. But before that, it was just a group of us, um, including Jay Smith and and uh, Ricky Borland. And, and I can't remember the names of everyone right now, but we all just sort of formed an impromptu group <laughs> And we would go with Jay and and Ricky to their um, different um, programs where they would go preaching at different churches. And we would sing as a group uh, for those uh, programs on Wednesday night or 
whatever uh, the night was that they were uh, scheduled to preach. And I just loved that. I have so many good memories of that. But then out of that came the formal group um, that was uh, sponsored by the college um, called the Inspirations. And we, we traveled around to represent the college. And um, I think that that helped me to develop develop my voice because there were some really good singers in that group. And they encouraged me to sing with my true voice and not sing falsetto. (laughs) So um, I was able to really grow um, in terms of singing from that and just went on to continue to to develop that over the course of the years. So So a lot of us will sing in the shower, but you do more than that. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That's neat. And I, so, I even still sing some of the songs that we sang back then. I'm sure you probably yeah. won't forever forget those. Yeah. So at Wesleyan, uh, what activities were you involved in besides the inspirations? Yes. Um, I was involved in uh, Circle K, which is a service organization. Um, uh, I did volleyball for one year. <laughs> that was not my sport. <laughs> hmm. Um Although I enjoyed it, I enjoyed it. It's just, uh, I, you know, I, you want to excel. And because after a year I didn't excel, I decided I'll move on and do something else. Um, was involved in Circle K, was also involved in the um, Baptist Student Union. And um, there was another uh, uh, informal group of us that met uh, with a uh, couple from the community um, and Jack and Gwen Barrett, uh, but we met with them. They, they, uh, opened their house up and, uh, they would just invite any college student who wanted to come to their house to come for a Bible study, uh, once a week. And they would have, it, it was actually sponsored by the Christian church, um, right across the street from the street Owensboro from the, um, from the college. And uh, Owensboro now, Christian, which is now the Well Center. Yes, which is now the Well Center. Right. And uh, they they, uh, they were so nice. They would have a meal for us and Bible study. And I met so many people there. Um, in fact, Steve Miller, who's from Wadsworth, Ohio, I met him uh, there. And uh, so I was part of that. Um, what else? I was part initially I was part of the there was a, a clown ministry, which was also a, a, a ministry, a um, Christian ministry where we would go and basically um, do shows with miming that would have a Bible emphasis. Oh, cool. so that and um, I have to take a little more time to think about the other. That's ones. OK. <laughs> While you're doing that, uh-huh. um, you're here because you received. An award. Yes. Talk about that for us. Well, um, I was uh, really just blessed and honored uh, to be able to receive the Alumni Achievement Award. Um, You know, you go through life and you don't think about what you're doing and you're not stacking it up to um, in your mind uh, to think about receiving an award for it. But uh, I'm really honored. I'm really honored. that uh, the Alumni Association would offer me, would would, uh, give me that award um, for my achievements. And I have to say that all that I have achieved is by the grace of God. Um, I would not have been able to do any of it if the Lord had not blessed me with the ability to see and learn about Westland and then go on to actually come and go through uh, Westland 
uh, with those very, very valuable experiences. Um, it's just, you know, something that I never would have imagined before coming here. Absolutely. So, Gwen, I have the privilege of serving as the president of the Alumni Association that selects the honorees. And I can assure you that it is very well-deserved. Your honor is very well-deserved. You well, have you. A, a stellar career. Uh, you have done some amazing things and helped people so much along the way. Uh, so we, we were thrilled that we had the opportunity to honor you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So we are nearing the end of our time. Uh, but I do have one question that I like to ask my guests. Completely out of left field. So you cannot prepare for this unless you've listened to a previous podcast. Okay. I do this because it's partially selfish because Brenda and I love to travel, my wife. And so we like to find out where other people go. So mm -hmm. the question is, tell me about a favorite vacation. Oh, that's that's a good question. And while you're thinking about it, we may steal the idea. So make okay. sure it's good. Okay. Um, I think our favorite vacation is uh, Hawaii. Yeah, going oh, to Hawaii, yeah. Honolulu. Yeah, Hawaii's a great place. Yes. And yeah. and why? What did you do there that made it stand out so special? Well, we or went, is it just the the warm weather and palm trees and wonderful pineapple? Well, all of that definitely included. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I think, in addition to that, we went on a um, tour that where we went out onto the ocean, and they took us to a reef. Uh, I don't one of the reefs where you can they could stop and you could walk get out of the boat and walk on sand. It was way out and we could actually snorkel and uh that's something that as a kid you've always wanted to do and then as an adult you think oh life is going on and you won't be able to do it but it was really really special to be able to go that far out in the ocean get to a, a sandbar and get out and and swim and snorkel and see fish and we had those water cameras yeah. and took pictures yeah. of the of the fish underwater so that was i think the the my most favorite experience we also went horseback riding um in hawaii in hawaii yeah yeah it was a good experience don't want to do it again <laughs> absolutely we, we were a little we, stiff after that horseback ride we're, we're kind of planning to go again but we're planning to go a lot of places i hope we get the opportunity yeah um, did you get to go to Pearl Harbor when you were there? We did. We you did. Know, yes. For us, Pearl Harbor was one of the most solemn experiences we've it was, ever yes. had. Yes. Um, you know, and to to think about what happened there and to still see the oil bubbling up yeah. the, this many years later yeah. is just amazing. It is amazing. It is. It really is. Um, well, thank you, Gwen. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing about you. Uh, I, I, I'm fascinated and I'm, I'm in awe of everything you've been able to accomplish. Um, so uh, we will bring this to a close. Uh, again, I am Doug Hoyt. I have the opportunity to be the host of Alumni Evolution, the podcast, and we've had the pleasure of spending a little time with Gwen Lynch today. Gwen, thank you, and uh, until next time, have a good day.
This has been another episode of Alumni Evolution, the official podcast of the KWC Alumni Association hosted by Doug Hoyt, class of 1984. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to follow the Alumni Association on social media at KWC Alumni. See you next time, Panthers.